Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams. And come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. This is why Blank lost. And this is why Blank lost. Oh, baby, this is why Blank lost. Welcome back to Why Blank Lost. I'm David Bloomberg, and I'm annoyed that for the second week in a row, I can't use the notes I already wrote for Why Jag Lost. <sighs> Joining me from a secret location this week is, of course, my co-host, Ovi Kabir. Hey, David. Always happy to be here. Uh, crazy week. Yes, I'm in Tennessee, so you can change the scenery. Hopefully, the lighting's a little better. Um, yeah, I'm throwing my notes away every week. It's uh, Jag is somehow escaping by the uh, skin of his uh, teeth. I don't, actually, I said that saying completely wrong, but somehow he has survived once again. Yeah, yeah. Once again, the House picked the target, had a backup nominated switched from that backup target to another, and then went back again, which, quite frankly, to me, was much less entertaining. But here we are, full circle. Full circle, and for once, I think we've actually had a flip happen because that hasn't been happening yet. Well, did, no, because it, it sort of happened, but Cam and Red were the original targets with the idea that if one won veto, the other one would go. I mean, no. Cam was pure target, but yeah. yeah, but Red was always the backup, and then they flipped it, and then they flipped it back again. Double flip, then. Yeah, so three sixty. Yeah, but as I've said before, no matter how many times the vote flips before getting to the final result, we're here to address those results. Uh, specifically, answering the question of how the player who was evicted each week did in their gameplay compared to a set of guiding rules I originally wrote in two thousand four and have modified ever since. Uh, we, of course, analyze them using what we saw on TV, live feeds, interviews, and any other information we can get our hands on. Uh, the most recent version of the rule is posted at robheswebsite.com slash bigbrotherrules. Now, before we get to those rules, we usually have some other things to discuss about the week in general. I want to start by following up what I said last week about how Matt, parentheses, Sari, uh, should never have used the power on Jag. And sure enough... Jag proved me right through his actions. Mm -hmm. He had a momentary flash of understanding when he and Blue discussed how Sari was the center of everything, which would have been bad enough, you know, as it was for saving him. But then he went back into normal Jag mode. He asked too many questions, too many told too many people too many things, and got himself nominated. I mean, not to spoil what we'll be discussing in a few minutes, but Jag is lucky that Red got himself put back into the target spot. 
It wasn't like Jag saved himself. Red saved Jag. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Honestly, that I think many of us had high hopes that, you know, sometimes you need a blast to kind of in your face to realize your game needs to change in some shape or way. And so many players are uh, not really lucky to get a second chance like mm-hmm. that. Um, he went out 10-0 and then it didn't happen anymore. So now he was stuck in the house. So we were hoping maybe he'll listen, reevaluate. But we did see this entire week. Jack trying every potential way to mess up his game um, very publicly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, now, while Jag is still floundering along, another player has joined him. Uh, Felicia has really been pissing off her allies in a number of different ways from social to strategic. It's gotten bad enough that Sri has been planting anti-Felicia seeds around the house uh, like all week in preparation for a time when they have to turn on her, uh, such as by telling Corey this past week that Felicia already set the time for his eviction and that Felicia even threw dirt on Sari herself. The nerve. Uh, so, you know, consider this a mini preview for an eventual Why Felicia Lost podcast. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And I'm very sad because if you caught our um, episode where we did the rankings uh, per player, you would have seen that both David and I actually rated uh, Felicia pretty high in different categories where we're like, wait, she's managing her Mm -hmm. threat level very well. And unfortunately, this season, I think in hindsight, when I think of Big Brother 23, I am impressed that somehow the players were able to keep certain players for so long without getting mad at them. They got yeah. mad at them, but they kept them in there. They kept the game. I mean, because Derek F would have gone out way earlier if they let their emotions control how oh, they God, wanted yes. to vote. Yeah. This season, if they don't like you, if you make them upset, Sari's like, you're going to go. You're going yeah. next week. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, Felicia has done it in multiple different ways. You know, she's managed to not only annoy people socially, like complaining about bedtimes and, and stuff, <sighs> but strategically just throwing name after name after name out there. So, and I, I'm pretty sure that I rated her super high uh, for, you know, mm-hmm. not throwing name after name after name. And then she went and proved me wrong. Thanks, Felicia. Uh, now, one thing I will oh. quickly say on that one, I think one cue it is for players in the house to see other players is that when you are complaining a lot about little things, when you're throwing at names, mm-hmm. it's a clear sight that, you feel so confident that you're in a good position in the game. Cause when you feel like you're not in a good position in the game, you're really just not complaining about the little things. You're sucking it up. You're trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to make it work. Cause you don't want to disturb the peace. But when you're in a power position, people can see that even more so. So she really took it overboard in the sense that maybe she just should play it a little low versus I think a lot of the players were like, Felicia's in the, the steering wheel. She's driving this car, yeah. even though she really isn't, but she's acting like it. Right. Right. All right, well, there's another topic that I want to discuss that doesn't really deal with the strategic aspects of the game, but is something we both felt that we should talk about. And that's Jared's use of the R-word slur against America. Others like Taryn and Kirsten and, and you know, people doing the recap uh, have already done a, a very good job of going over this in detail when it happened. So we're not going to retread that ground other than to say CBS and Big Brother need to be much clearer to both house guests and the public about situations like these rather than continuing to just cover them up. Um, This is not the first time that a house guest has gotten in trouble for saying that specific word. They should have been prepared for it. No, exactly. I mean, it's one of those instances where... uh... They're not mutually exclusive, right? I think we have seen a competition of which slur is worse, this and that. Yeah. And that doesn't even need to be in the conversation. The honesty is, is that they're just bad and it's 2023 and we need to know better. And CBS needs to have things in place in regards to just be more clear. I think when the viewers are unclear about this, I think CBS is unclear. It creates a situation where there's a lot of confusion and then mm-hmm. so much speculation. And it actually, at the end of the day, takes away from the issue where we're talking about semantics of how this should happen, how this should play out versus saying, this is wrong. This We shouldn't do this. And this is why. Yeah. Um, I think it gets lost in the, the puddle because of all that. Yeah. Now, when I say this isn't the first time, I want to go all the way back to Big Brother 9 in 2008 when Adam won. So, uh, Ovi, you were like 12. Um, 
pretty close uh, to that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Adam went into the house working for the United Autism Foundation. Mm -hmm. But while he was there, he referred to the kids helped by that group using the R word. This obviously created uh, quite a controversy and his employer fired him while he was still in the house. But of course, he didn't know that because he was in the house. Uh, then I, at the time, was doing interviews for my website, Reality News Online. Wow, okay. And I did the interview with him the next morning. I didn't know exactly where I fell in the order. Uh, and I presume that someone would have told him by that point. So first, I asked him about his comment. And he gave, you know, some answer. Uh, and then I said, I hope I'm not the bearer of bad news, but as a follow-up, while you were in the house, the United Autism Foundation fired you for your comment, even putting autism. out a press release. And he, he responded, news? he didn't know. I was the one who told him. Yeah. He said, he said, I'm fired. I guess it was that big of a controversy. <laughs> I didn't and, know you're the one who broke the news to him. Yes. I told Adam he was fired. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And so, you know, and yeah, obviously it was a big controversy and, you know, it was big enough that CBS and Big Brother should have been prepared for it to happen again. Yet here we are in 2023 and all they did was try to cover it up. Yeah, that's a frustrating part. I think just the viewers, if we're going to do a show about live feeds about an experiment, we need to be, they need to talk about what they're going to see. You have a responsibility when you air something or live feeds or not, or you have conversations discussing it, you need to be able to address it in some shape or form. And I think yeah. that's the biggest thing is regardless of how you feel of how you want the result to be. I think most people were just upset. They felt like it was just so brushed under there when yeah. we had our own players in the house address it and say like, Hey, you shouldn't say that. Like, these are the conversations. Right. Also, there are a lot of people in their households who are watching the show who unfortunately probably use this language or might not be. Um, you should know better at this time, mm -hmm. but maybe they don't have people in their lives to hold them accountable or call them out for the things. When you watch this type of thing, it can many, many times be a learning experience and learn how to like, wait, I actually say that in my daily life or my friends around me say that in my daily life. I kind of see that maybe this is acceptable. So it just kind of sends the wrong message when the show itself never talks about it yeah yeah so unfortunately we had to discuss that um is there anything else you want to discuss about the players before we get to our regular segment i think i'm ready for the regular segment right all here. right and it's time for we need like theme music for this uh for for julie I'm chen moonvez is wrong about <laughs> oh look at that there's the theme music uh uh we'll start with a follow-up from last week because recall I said Julie was wrong for telling Dalton Ross that Matt was correct to play the invincibility power because now he has undying loyalty and protection from Jag. So what happened? Jag immediately started questioning everything surrounding that play. I mean, they eventually reined him in through Siri's powers, but the point is Julie assumed undying loyalty would automatically follow when we knew that was silly. And you know, the funny thing is, this one, all this segment shouldn't even be this the Julie Chin Moonves segment. It's a lot of people who were on Twitter and everywhere else talking about why this is actually a pretty good move for it. And you and I went back and forth and we talked about why this is probably not the best move in general because mm -hmm. you're wasting a power so early. And there were conversations this week, I remember it, or hmm, what should we do about Matt? Maybe we should yeah. put Matt and the idea that they would now flip flop, put Matt there. And now he doesn't have the power. That's scary. And that's a situation you never want to be in. Right. Right. Now, as far as new things she's wrong about, we once again go to her interview with Dalton Ross for Entertainment Weekly. Uh, she was asked four questions, was flat out wrong about two, confusing as heck about one and right about the most obvious thing in the world. Uh, we'll only deal with the wrong ones. Uh, the first was saying her saying that red was probably hurt by what Cameron supposedly said. So he couldn't even face him to fact check. Now I don't want to jump the gun on the rules, but she apparently forgot as red did that. This is a game, not a middle school dating situation. Being hurt is not an excuse. 
No, it isn't. And um, <laughs> we know with these rules that you cannot let certain things control you. And one of those being is your hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. And especially at the end of the day, I think people need to look at this and view this. And the way we tackle this, yes, it's a social experiment, but it's a job. The goal is to make, yes. like, earn the money. 750K is at the end of this. Minus a good amount because of taxes, but whatever. 750K is there. If I told you right now that you need to pretend to be nice to somebody to get 750K, I think all our viewers right here and listeners would say, sign me up. I'll be, I'll, I'll rub your feet for 750K. It's, I don't know what she's saying. Yeah. Well, more like she doesn't know what she's saying. <laughs> um, and the second thing was she was asked if Sari has the game on lockdown. And she said, yes, but with Cameron being HOH, if he figures it out, it'll be curtains for her. Now, we don't spoil anything that happens after the Sunday or the Thursday episode. Uh, So without spoiling anything about his nominations either way, Julie is completely ignoring how insulated Suri is. There is literally nobody she could go up against in the nominations at this point to get evicted unless everybody has a simultaneous light bulb moment, which they won't especially since Jared is in there to knock down any light bulbs that might pop up. If Cameron plays it smart, and we'll talk about our predictions later, Suri could lose a close ally like Jared or Izzy, but that's the worst that could happen to her. And for Julie to say, oh, if Cameron figures it out, that's curtains, ignores the entire dynamic of the house. It's a hundred percent. And I think the way the game is, and I'm going to liken it because you guys know, I love my analogies is that uh, if you're a gamer out there, you, when you play any type of game, if you're fighting a boss, usually the main boss doesn't just have one health bar. They have three health bars. (laughs) You have to go through each of them to finally get to that last bit. And that's Suri right now. She's got multiple health bars in this game. And it's going to be very difficult unless you got a critical attack on her to get her out in one swoop. So I think the idea that Cameron can just like swing right at her and make it happen. And it's just mm, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, before we go ahead and get to the rules now, I want to mention that the survivor version of the rules is available for purchase as a poster. Uh, you can go to Rob slash YX lost feed, scroll down, get to the poster. The rules are very, very similar. Um, you can also get the poster on a shirt. Or you can get the checklist version of the shirt. So again, that's robhaswebsite.com slash yxlostfeed. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Well, Red said he always has a terrible birthday and predicted he would be voted out on his birthday week. He was right, but I don't think we'll be blaming bad birthday luck as the reason he was evicted. Uh, After he was out, he told Julie in his extended interview on Instagram that you can go back and pick apart little bits 
about things he should have done differently. The thing is, given some of his other interview responses that we'll talk about, I'm not sure he'll even understand what he did wrong watching it back. Lucky for him, we're here to pick apart those little bits for him, or really some pretty big bits. It's time to figure out why Red lost. Now, the first and most important rule is, of course, to scheme and plot. In Big Brother, that means lying, scheming, strategizing, backstabbing. But Red wasn't there to play Big Brother. Red was there to make promises and stick to them, no matter what it meant for his game. Yay, team. Uh, we, we saw this in the game when he talked on the live feeds about how he couldn't win veto when he and Cameron were nominated together because he had promised Cameron he'd use the veto on him if he ever won it, which is obviously a ridiculous conclusion. <laughs> uh, just as ridiculous was Red telling Dalton Ross that he wouldn't change anything about his game. Quote, I was playing the game that I felt like I should play, one of loyalty and honesty and integrity. <clears throat> Thus, the shirt I'm wearing again. We know how you feel about that. Yeah. Those three words. Uh, yeah. Then he continued going back. Would I lie and cheat and manipulate? I don't think so. Well, Red, then your game would have had a similar end. Yeah, unfortunately, I really wanted to root for Red in a lot of ways because he's another Tennessee boy. You know, he's actually straight from a Gatlinburg. Literally, I could throw a baseball probably to his home from my family's home. Well, good. Um, throw a baseball, tie <laughs> a note on it with all with a link to this podcast and throw it. You know? I'll, I'll give him a few a week or two yeah. before I throw that baseball <laughs> at him. I think it's, it's really unfortunate because when we talk about that first rule, when you have to scheme and plot. The kind of the issue that goes wrong is that his really major scheme and plotting was trying to be honest and loyal to people, but then it could easily be turned against him. His uh, best friend in the house, Cameron, was enemy number one already, and you could see this already happening, but then he lost faith pretty quickly in Cameron when some of the people uh, turned the tides on him. Mm -hmm. So the issue was is when you don't have that autonomy over your game to scheme and plot yourself and you're relying on other players games it becomes so dependent on it and so we kind of just see that unfold and unfortunately we just never saw red really get his footing where he kind of drove the car a little bit his own way yeah i mean you said it that you know one big question this week was why he had never directly talked to cameron mm -hmm. rather than just accepting the word of of jared and others that he had thrown red under the bus after they'd been so close i mean this question was so obvious even Julie, or whoever wrote her cue cards, asked it. Um, you know, he told Dalton, I'm getting the gist that it probably wasn't exactly how I thought it was now due to my honesty and loyalty. When I tell somebody that I'm going to do something or I ain't going to do something, I stick to it. I hadn't got down to having that conversation with Cam yet. Honestly, I believe maybe I should have. But at the end of the day, you can't compromise your morals and integrity. Okay. First, yes, you most certainly can compromise those things in a game situation. Second, you may wonder, how does fact-checking have anything to do with compromising your integrity? Well, he also said, I had given my word to not say anything about it because there was a plan to backdoor Cam. And if he had said the things that he had said, I was on board with that plan. So basically, Red was good with the plan because others had told him Cameron had said something, but he wasn't allowed to make sure Cameron had actually said it because he promised those telling him that he wouldn't say anything. I'm sorry. This sounds harsh. It made Red the perfect dupe. It's tough too. I think one thing people need to realize in in game setting and the real world setting, honesty and loyalty should not come um, without some effort from one end it needs to be earned it's not just a giving and what so did, I uh, just, ronald what did ronald reagan say trust but verify yeah trust but verify um yeah, i love my good old reagan quotes right there I, I think that right there is the crux of it there was really nothing from that side that really except this alliance but like the alliance was made with cameron too and they're already turning on his alliance members so where was the honesty and loyalty earned from that side from Serene yeah. co for red to kind of give himself right to them but cameron we knew they had some hard conversations prior to that they saw he knew cameron was being targeted sometimes you have to choose a side right there and figure that out uh, 
you chose a person who could only win competitions there. And so I think there was magic to be done. And more than anything, you're in a position where one of you gets off the block. One of you win the veto. This is a situation now for red. He schemes and pawns. You try to make action against Jag, but the thing was, was people surrounding him telling him, Oh, we're going to do Jack versus him saying, mm-hmm. let's get Jack. Yeah. Um, now one weird thing about this whole honesty, integrity, loyalty pitch um, is that when Mike Bloom asked him a related question about the situation, he acknowledged as far as big brother goes, that's good gameplay. It was some next level of deceit. Honestly, I'm, I'm hearing this as I'm reading this, I'm hearing it in red's voice. I'm trying not to do an impression because it won't be good, but, Uh, But then he continued and pitting two friends against each other out in the real world. I would definitely look at something like that negatively, but obviously big brother is not the real world. So as far as gameplay, you have to applaud such things and give credit where credit's due in that sense. So he knows there is a difference between the real world and the gameplay world of big brother, but he still wouldn't have changed it to actually, you know, play big brother. I, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's completely frustrating that you, I think it's harder when players see what's happening in front of them, know what's happening, but because of certain situations they impose on themselves, certain mm-hmm. rules they impose on themselves, they don't want to play the game. And here's the reality of it. This isn't a situation I feel like, I, I, if anything, I feel like he was less loyal and honest in the game because he cut Cameron out so quickly without verifying. He turned on his one ally when he just gave his trust and loyalty to a group who didn't have trust and loyalty to him already. And regardless, say if they did, say they, if they did, mm-hmm. where does that honesty and loyalty come when he breaks it with Cameron with no verification? Well, no in his mind, Cameron had broken it first. And in this situation, Jared and company just flat outplayed him. Yeah, You know, I mean, but this wasn't the only time he was outplayed strategically because Jared's mom had read literally worshiping at her feet. And a couple weeks ago, he told Cameron that he knew without a doubt that he and Suri were tight. He told Izzy about his connection to Suri and even suggested he'd go home before turning on her, which I, I guess was true. Uh, he, he noted to Suri that he told Cameron he wouldn't be a part of taking a shot at her. And now, obviously, we're starting to nudge into Rule 4 territory here, but it's a symptom of just how badly he was outplayed. Like you said, he believed this group instead of Cameron. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's tough, but I guess on the flip side of this, going to Rule 2, David, if you feel that's... We've come oh, to I've still there. got more. Okay, then <laughs> finish, your, finish your Rule 1, because my next thought's on Rule 2, okay. so I don't want to... So, uh, so this, we have to remember that the Legend 25 Alliance was created specifically to control Cameron and Red. Mm-hmm. And nobody else other than Bowie Jane thought of it as at all real. But Red was convinced of it. The funny thing was, when he had a glimmer of a correct idea, he still ha- headed in the wrong direction. And that was when he told Cameron he believed there was a smaller alliance within Legend 25. Now, mm-hmm. a good player would have been like, huh, there's a sub-alliance within our alliance, and we're not part of it. We need to do something about that. Not Red. His solution was for the two of them to get into the smaller alliance, <laughs> which, of course, makes zero sense, because if you add yourselves to the smaller alliance, you're basically back to Legend 25 again. So as Nicole would say, the math ain't mathin'. The math was not mathing there. Uh, he has, I don't know if you've heard this familiar uh, saying, Hannah likes to say it a lot, girl maths, all right? It's like adding something up, it doesn't work there. But this wasn't girl math, this was red math. There was <laughs> something he added in here, because I think this is the frustrating part. Like you said, there's all the components in there, and this is not a player who is not willfully seeing it. He sees what's going on, and he decides to still believe mm-hmm. the, the, 
the other side of things. Like you see it right in your face. And when players are like, I think that's the reality of it. When he honestly was saying, I wouldn't change a single thing because he could have changed something. He already, it was kind of, he was already watching his game get doomed because he's like, Oh, these people have their own alliance. They're actually, I am not getting verification. I can see this doing, but I still want to go down this route. He willfully chose to lose in this game. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now we can go ahead to the second rule, which, of course, says not to scheme and plot too much and to keep your scheming secret. Um, an important part of this rule talks about the danger of being in an obvious duo. Red was so obviously obvious that it made him and Cameron a target time and time again. And he only stopped being a target when they broke up, thanks to being outplayed, like we discussed a moment ago. So him being outplayed would have saved him if he hadn't been so gung-ho to get back together with his ex by using the person who outplayed him to mediate, which gave the core Alliance the information they needed to know that the duo could eventually reconcile. And again, it goes back to red talking to Jared instead of going directly to Cameron, thus unnecessarily handing over information. And I think continually too, he kept going on talking about, we see how like you mentioned in rule one but how close he is to felicia how close he is to mama c like he would continually let other players know essentially he would lay his game down for someone like that mm-hmm. for other players too there's like izzy there's no incentive to keep red around here because you you want to be as close as your number one you can be you don't yeah. want to be too many buffers there so players knowing that he's willing to do that it doesn't Add it doesn't help them. America and Corey that just gives them more firepower because they want to get rid of people who stand in the way to take a shot at her. So when he's talking about this inadvertently, he's over scheming. He's telling people these thoughts he has in the head, or he could just keep that to himself, or he could keep that between him and Sari, or him and Cameron. Yeah, yeah. You know, go directly. Go directly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we could move to the third rule. Uh, which talks about the need to be flexible. And there are many ways Red broke this rule. The main one goes back to the first rule and the whole honesty, loyalty, integrity shtick. Um, If you're not willing to lie in Big Brother, you're being inflexible and not actually playing Big Brother. 100%. Sorry. Mo is having a field day outside there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, you you can't you can, you have that i think that's a thing you come in the game and they ask you that during casting what are you going to do you know and sometimes they cast people before they won't do that some mm-hmm. people but usually when you're playing a game like this your number one thing you have to do is be flexible and i think david you always talk about this is some people some players come into the game like i said with a plan all right and if you say so rigid to the plan doesn't matter how good that plan is it's going to get things thrown at you yeah yeah now another way that he was sticking to a plan and violating this rule also violated rules of common decency in the way he behaved towards certain women, most notably America. He claimed in all his interviews that there wasn't anything personal in his frankly personal attacks on her. Uh, But even if for the purpose of this discussion, we say he never meant anything personal by it. Let's just put that out there. It was still dumb from a game mm-hmm. perspective because Red commented to Sri that he told America on day one he couldn't be hanging around pretty girls there. Now, this is stupid on so many levels. But again, even just restricting it to the game, it means he cut down on his own flexibility because he wouldn't work with some of the other house guests. I mean, even even Red himself admitted in his interview with Sharon Tharp that it limited him. Then why did you do it? Yeah, it's strange because there was no game reason to do this. And I think that's the frustrating part that really America and Red had probably almost the least amount of interactions than with uh, than with uh, Bowie Jane, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, unfortunately, she is on the less of all interactions with all players, mostly other than maybe Red. <laughs> and um, it, we just see him continually try to not... It, we're, we're basically, what are we? Week, week five now yeah. of the game right here. And 
this is in context about 35 plus days in at this point, you have not made connections or you're just already cutting out connections. One third of the game in you're really doing yourself a disservice. And that, like you said, limits your ability to move around the house. And the biggest thing in this game is you really need to flow like a river. And we literally ranked every player in regards to the rules about how they're flexible, how they can play this game. I think we disagreed about that actually part. Um, but we're seeing other players in the game really figure out a way to maneuver. And Red just seems so, so stagnant, like a pillar, just wouldn't yeah. immo- immovable. <laughs> yeah. He's the rock in the river. He's, he's not, the rock. You know, the river's going around him. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's the thing people are going around. Correct. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the fourth rule says players should not let their emotions control them. Uh, we talked in the first rule about how Sari outplayed Red and he felt like she, he was so close to her. And this, of course, re- resulted in him refusing to even consider that she might go against him. Uh, I, I mean, like, uh, when he came out and there were two votes for keeping him, he thought Sari was one of them. Uh, at, at one point, he said, I trust that woman. I love that woman as much as my mother. I don't know why, but her and I had a connection since day one. There's nobody in this house I trust more than her. Maybe Camp. And obviously, that didn't end up being the case. Uh, it speaks to Sari's incredible powers but also to Red's incredible ability and willingness to be conned. Where do you feel it falls when you say that it's Ceri's incredible powers versus Red's disposition to his emotional uh, feelings? Do you feel like Ceri was able to miss him so well that it caused this, or do you feel like it was Red's ability to just kind of lose his game in the situation? I think that that, if this were if this were like a real world scam <laughs> okay then Sari is the perfect criminal and red is the perfect victim. <laughs> that's a good analogy right there um, yeah you know she has convinced other people that she's close to them but she didn't even really have to do much he convinced himself she did some other things um you know but you know, he like, for example, he named the alliance after his baby son's name, which attached way too much emotional baggage to it and made the alliance seem far more important to Red than it actually was to anyone else. He would never go against them or consider that they would go against him because of how he felt about it. And then this is where the Sari part comes in, just as kind of the cherry on top. She told Red that it, that alliance was so meaningful, she would get a tattoo of it. <laughs> and the sad thing is is too in the beginning of this week i almost felt like the emotional side of like red was gonna get him through the week because they felt so guilty that he's like right. everything bad happens on my birthday but i think what we saw is actually this is an example this whole week is that we saw a distinct separation of players from their emotional feelings mm-hmm. to what they they perceived as a logical, reasonable choice, which I, we, I think we'll talk about in a bit, but is that they, they, they felt bad about voting out red initially. They're like, we can't vote him out then, but been, then they came to the conclusion, like, sorry about his birthday, but we're just going to give him a bad birthday present once again. Yeah. I think it was the morning after his birthday, Felicia came down, started cleaning up and goes, well, yesterday was his birthday. Now let's get rid of him. You know, <laughs> words to that effect. Now, Another example of his emotions interfering with rational thought was his response to interview questions about why he and Cameron didn't nominate Izzy after she was visibly upset about Cameron winning HOH. Now, obviously, this was Cameron's decision, but Cameron and Red were you know, together in it. And Red said it was, quote, to maintain the majority because they had numbers in the House. So. First. You need to be able to make the logical, take the logical step to realize that if one of your supposed close allies is upset when you win HOH, perhaps you don't actually have the numbers. But the emotional part was that he then added in this interview response that they had, quote, a bit of a tumultuous relationship, but he wanted to fix it, quote, because she was a challenge for me. So it was a personal challenge in my own self to just be a better person. 
When I come across challenging people, one of my goals is to try to make it easier to deal with them and learn more about those people so I can learn more about how to live a better life honestly. All of that is very nice. That, that is great, Red. I am glad that you act that way in real life. The world needs more people like that in real life. But this isn't real life. It's the damn Big Brother house. No, it's well said. See, and that's the thing is that I feel like Red, honestly, if he could have found a few more people of his re- like his nature with camera, his relationship with that, I think he could have been seen as a great ally. I think people would want to be there. But he was a little too late to get into those groups with those people. Specifically, too, with Izzy there, when you see somebody firing shots in there, when they're a challenge for you, in real life, you try to work around it. In Big Brother House, when they're a challenge for you, you need to get rid of them. Yeah. And they had opportunities to do that. And I think we saw this uh, back and forth thing. And I think we saw them try to get out of Cameron. Didn't work. And then Cameron really would just take a missed shot and wouldn't take out them. Then they try to get rid of Cameron. Didn't work. They'd take a missed shot and would not happen. Eventually, it's going to rebound. And it rebounded yeah. on red. Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned, and this is something that I had thought about discussing in the first rule, but I was like, yeah, we could pass it by. It happened a long time ago, but you brought it up that he didn't get in right away with the group. And the reason is, in those early days, he was talking to people and saying, oh, it's too early to scheme. It's too early to strategize. He even had a conversation with Riley, and she, and he was like, ah, it's, you know what? I don't think anybody's making alliances yet. It's just people hanging out with the, with, you know, the people they're friendly with. And it's like, yeah. And you said it that you know, he didn't get in with the people he needed to get in with. I remember, and I'll say this too, I don't want to liken it too much to my experience all the time, but um, I remember like it was like day five in Big Brother House and I was asking, hey, so are we, you guys want to talk about game or like, or is there something going on there? And I remember distinctly certain players telling me like, I think it's too early. I don't think we're there. And then, so I, I came back to my room like, wow, damn. I am not in these alliances. <laughs> I, I am not in the game right now because I know no one tells. Any, if someone asks you to talk game in the first couple of days and you say, no, I don't feel I'm like, yeah, all right. I've missed the train right here. Let's figure out what we could do. And uh, it's similar to Red. You find a fake alliance. And uh, but unfortunately for Red, it didn't work out too well. either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, for the next time when they bring you back. Uh, because they're not watching or listening to any of, of these as I, as I criticize Julie. Um, so when they bring you back, that's, I, yeah. I look forward to it. And yeah. then David can definitely go into me on for all the rules. And that's say right. He's broken every rule one by one. Yes. All right. Well, I thought you meant your friend David was going to explain how to play to you. Oh, I mean, unfortunately, I, it might be <laughs> the same result once again. <laughs> Double first boot for me. So. Yeah. All right. Well, the fifth rule says players need to pretend to be nice and play the social game. Uh, you earlier mentioned about pretending to be nice, but how do you think Red did here in general? Here's the thing is, this is a, one of the rules I have for Red that I don't have him super well, because he wasn't unnice to most people other right. than the situation with America. That was weird. But I think this casting, they got a lot of weird men, honestly, this season who are just frankly a bit misogynistic mm-hmm. uh, and some more overtly where they have trouble with a girl trying to uh, be herself, just live yeah. her own life. Um, so we saw some weird comments. And again, I don't know if that was because I don't know excuses here, but I don't know if that was from Cameron rubbing onto him or if it was just his nature. Well, I, I but, think he came in with that because, you know, he, he didn't want uh, it to, you know, reflect poorly on his wife if he spent any time with a, a good looking woman. Yeah, which is it's a really odd thing to say. I think just saying that uh, it gives me very much strange vibes. But yeah. um, and there was other situations. He was nice in general, but there were certain things that I did feel like um, he didn't probably keep the most awareness in the sense of his time in the kitchen. I know that was something that was brought up multiple times where he would use multiple ingredients to create a whole batch of this random concoctions. If anybody was taking full advantage of that kitchen, it was red. And so those little things about, and I'm not saying they're controversial, but they cause certain things to ilk up and they add up. They give things for the alliance to say, oh, we don't really like when he does this. And then mm-hmm. it continues to snowball into like, oh, I don't like how he does this. Oh, wait, I don't like his game. Oh, I don't want him in the house. So, mm-hmm. um, 
it's it's a weird 50 50 because he didn't do anything overtly where he wasn't truly a nice person to most people but in this house being nice doesn't get you very far yeah and you know you talked about the, the misogyny that he showed um you know which maybe that was part of what drew him to cameron uh but um you know unfortunately that wasn't really one of the reasons he was voted out because america doesn't have mm-hmm. much power in the house and you know there are too many mostly guys i think in the house although a couple of the women have said similar things who seem to think who seem to have jumped on board this whole oh yeah america is bringing it on herself or america is secretly in an alliance with cameron and all this other nonsense um so yeah red you know it it was terrible social game except that other people accepted it. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, unfortunately that wasn't one of the reasons he was voted out, mm-hmm. but he still shouldn't have done it. Um, so we can uh, go to a rule that was definitely one of the reasons. And that was the sixth, which uh, warns against being too much of a threat. Now this takes us back to the whole situation of red and Cameron being a duo. We discussed this at length in the second rule, but one thing I really don't understand and I think you're on the same page with me here, but is why people were so worried about those two getting together. It's like they're the damn wonder twins or something. and They'll get <laughs> special powers if they're with each other. They were two players on the outs with almost everyone in the house. And on top of it, they were in Ceri's pocket, especially red. If we discussed as mm-hmm. we discussed, I, I, I don't know why everyone was seeing them as such a threat yeah this is a weird one where it's like these rules we have here right they dictate a certain way we want to evaluate the players but in the reality of it is in the big brother house these players create their own rules season by season in a situation where really red shouldn't be much of a threat red is if in fact the least amount of threat and especially on the block where you have somebody like jag i know who we haven't talked too much about this week but in all purposes, was an incredible threat in so many ways, bad for his game, bad for their game. And at one point, the worst thing you can have in a player is a player who has nothing to lose anymore. Mm -hmm. A player who's been voted out, who now is ready to just throw every thing against the wall. Because if you ask players who've been voted out early, the biggest thing you'll say when they come back in is like, I'm just going to have fun and throw whatever I can at the wall. I mean, that would presume that Jag would ever. That is true be strategically smart enough to do that but yes you are right that he should have but go the ahead. risk is there the risk, yes, the is, risk there, is there all yeah. right and you have somebody like red who truly is like i would give my second born to Siri. Yeah. <laughs> like you have someone in there so from our perspective i think it's difficult to say like was red a threat but in the eyes of them they thought cameron was such a huge level of a threat who ironically gave him like three passes and so i don't think it's i think this is one of those things where we're like why did sari and co do this once again Mm -hmm. they cause mischief and i think we can talk about how it might blow up in their faces because we do know the hoh result um but it's frustrating, but he, he kind of also tied his own bed because he did tie himself to Cameron and he didn't allow himself to lay out and meet right. every other player, Sari and Cameron. And when you only have the two of those players on each of the end, you're going to get caught in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to you know note just because I'm saying that they were wrong to consider him a threat doesn't mean that he gets away scot-free with the no, rule. No. He's the one in the house. He should mm-hmm. have seen that they viewed him and Cameron as a duo, as a threat, you know, but he didn't. So the fact that they were wrong to consider him that way doesn't make him okay. No, yeah. you know? Now, I, I know that some people may be saying, like you said, you know, we already know from the episode that Cameron won HOH. And I, I saw some people were already saying, see, see, good thing Red was evicted. I don't see what one thing has to do with the other. I, I won't say anything that could spoil the nominations, but I will mention one little thing, which is that Cameron apparently told Jared that if they hadn't voted out red, Cameron was going to throw that HOH. Contest. So everybody who's saying, see, see, if red had been there, it would have been worse. Uh, no, it wouldn't have been if Cameron was telling the truth. 100%. And I don't, I mean, here's the thing is, even if Cameron does win, I don't see him taking 
any shots at any of uh, Legend 25 potentially with Sari. Uh, sorry, if, excuse me. Yeah, if Red if, had stayed, it's still there because they feel then Legend Twenty Five right. is there, and then now the next targets on the block. They've taken out Jag. Now it's to come for America. And now it's to come for Corey, and now it's to come for Blue. Like mm-hmm. they, they had a general thing. Because here's the thing: at the end of the day, these players want to usually play a little safer in an alliance that they feel is there mm-hmm. until they're in jury. We're still in the pre-jury phase, which is crazy to think that six weeks in, but. Yeah it's literally takes so long to get to this part of the game that you're going to be very risk adverse. You're not going to turn on other people because you don't want to open Pandora's box. Figuratively speaking, there's no actual <laughs> Pandora's box yet, yeah. but there's the chaos universe, <laughs> which I have my thoughts on. Yeah. Um, you don't take that. So this was a chance for that group of people to prove to Cameron and other, those people that, Hey, you're in our Alliance. So mm-hmm. let's work together. Yeah. I, I, Yes, I uh, there's I mean, you know, we focus on on them, you know, on the person who lost. It's interesting because in my survivor rules, I have an appendix where I talk about what the other players have done and whether they made the right decision. I never put that into these, but maybe we need to make room for that at some point here, because I, I guess we just weave it in as we yeah, it's- pull our hair out here, you know, Um All right. Well, we can move to the seventh rule, which says to trust almost nobody. Now, given our discussion through the previous six rules, Ovi, do you think Red trusted anyone he shouldn't have? No, I I think he trusted everyone he should have. He was a complete loyal person. Um, He didn't tell too much to anybody. He most definitely did not spill the beans. He most definitely verified all his information as well. Um, The reality of it is... Red wanted to play an honest, loyal game with integrity. Unfortunately, he did not know what direction he should send his honesty and loyalty to. And he flip-flopped with that. So, no, he trusted the worst people that you could. And we're seeing it. It's kind of like a Venus flytrap. And that's how I view Sari, is that we're seeing these flies, these house guests, come into her thing thinking, oh, it's like a normal plant. It looks beautiful. I want to be actually like that. Yeah. And for the listeners, I just did a motion where I Venus trap with my hand. Yes. on him and red was another victim yeah i mean obviously he trusted pretty much uh everyone he shouldn't have uh we you know we discussed how deeply he believed in sari uh how he accepted what jared told him about cameron instead of actually talking to cameron himself it's bad enough to try playing big brother with honesty honor etc it's even worse to assume that others are playing the same way it's you have to expect that you're getting lied to. And I think the frustrating part in this game of the season is that Saria side, because she's really I mean, she's being she's masterful how she does things, regardless of how we agree if she should flip it or not. She's able to do that. I feel like we're seeing so much bad gameplay be rewarded with good results. Mm-hmm. Like no one in the world at this point should trust Jared to tell you that your closest ally is saying all these things that are bad about you. Jared, of all people, he didn't even yeah. sell it well. He didn't yeah. even try to weave it into a believable lot. Like when you do a conversation, you do a conversation based on a nugget that they said. Like Cameron said this, and then you kind of twist it. He took a he fabricated the total conversations that were going on. Uh, so it's just frustrating to see that's bad gameplay sometimes reward like that where yeah. there was no point of him to trust there was yeah. nothing there all right well it is about time to wrap things up so what are your final thoughts about red oh i wanted my gatlinburg boy to be able to at least get to jury make a little damage and if anything too i think he would have been a great jury member to have on sarico's or anybody's side because i think he would have um wouldn't hold grudges in the jury house i think he would have voted for the person he felt was the best person in the game you might disagree but i feel like that's a good person you want in the jury so it was really unfortunate we didn't see him get to that point because i knew that was that's what he wanted to go to on the flip side of things, I think it might make the game somewhat more interesting. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, more than anything, at the end of the day, the game came came down to Red being too trusting, true, too honest in a game where you can't be that. And unfortunately, his honesty and trust was not a two way street. It was only a one way street, and he got burned. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not sure what game Red thought he was coming to play, but it clearly wasn't Big Brother. As I said earlier, it's bad enough to come in and plan to play with honesty, loyalty, and integrity. 
but it's even worse to act as if others will do the same. Like you just said, the Fields family and others took advantage of his willful naivete. Ironically, Red was almost saved because he was fooled into believing Cameron had turned on him. His gullibility worked to his advantage because it made him seem like less of a threat until he pushed the person who fooled him to try to make things right, which was definitely wrong. Even after having been nominated as a duo, he didn't understand that being a duo was a big part of the problem. But his main problem was just his overall refusal to play the game of Big Brother while others ran circles around him. Under normal circumstances in the real world, I will always say that you should not blame the victim of a con or a scam because it can happen to almost anyone. But in the game of Big Brother, you need to start with the presumption of dishonesty. He basically offered himself up to be conned and was massively outplayed because of it. He didn't know where he stood, didn't understand actual strategic thinking, and purposely didn't play the game. And that is why Red lost. Well said. It was like stealing candy from a baby at this point. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and the baby was giving it to them. Like, here, <laughs> here, take the candy. Please. Um, all right. Well, it is time for predictions. And for a change of pace, Big Brother showed us the HOH competition on mm -hmm. Thursday's episode. So we can make our predictions while knowing who won. We still will keep this part spoiler free in terms of whatever may have happened on the live feeds after that. To ensure that's the case, I once again wrote up my notes on Thursday night before the feeds came back. Hopefully, this will be so amazing that everyone will be like, wow, there's no way you could have done that. But on the other hand, it could totally backfire and everybody's going to be like, wow, you're dumb. So we will find out which it is. I think this could be a much more interesting week because as we talked about, instead of just making Cameron and Red trust, uh, you know, Legend 25, they made it clear and they blindsided. Well, not Red anymore, but uh, Cameron and, and uh, uh, Bowie Jane. Also, part of the plan was supposed to be that Sri, Izzy, Jared, etc., was going to blindside Felicia, Felicia and Nicole uh, to let them vote the wrong way. But because they didn't do that, they told them at the last minute, everyone voted against Red, except, of course, Cameron and Bowie Jane. So nobody can even pretend they were on Cameron's side. I'm just not sure what Cameron is thinking after the blind side. Uh, you mentioned earlier, he gave them multiple passes before. Is he going mm -hmm. to do it again or is something going to click? Um, so I'm not sure what he will be thinking after Sari weaves her magical lies into a story that maybe Cameron believes, even though he shouldn't. I feel like she will try to blame Felicia. Uh, I mentioned earlier that you know, she was dropping little hints about Felicia. And then on Thursday afternoon, when Red was feeling suspicious and Sari talked about Felicia trying to flip the vote, <laughs> what Red didn't know was that Felicia was trying to flip the vote to save him, but they presented it as if she was trying to flip it against him. Now, Red still hadn't talked to Cameron, so Cameron may not have heard that. I think Bowie Jane may have. I, it's hard to say exactly. Uh, but the question is, you know, will this play into anything? If word gets back to Cameron, then I would guess Sheree will probably say Felicia got enough people together that they all had to go along with it. But I'm also worried that the usual scapegoats of Corey and America will somehow get blamed. In the end, after all that, I think Sari will, as usual, find a way to get what she wants. And since those anti-Felicia seeds were already planted, I think Felicia is going to go out the door. Interesting. I think 
And here's the thing. Maybe I'm overestimating Cameron's ability to verify information. I'm hoping that he will have a conversation with Felicia and she will be okay then if he's in like a target and mm-hmm. she's going to be able to do it. Depends on who she throws under the block. So that's why I just feel like Cameron would be too... After these many chances, if he tries to take another shot at Jack, I just don't see that happening. But Jack can easily self-destruct and make it a way where he does there. American Corey, I could see in any other week they get a target, America specifically. But I just don't think uh, Cameron sees the ammo there. But I could see something like that. I think the person who could be in trouble for whatever reason will be McCole or Blue. Um, because they voted against him. She, they were part of the, the controversy mm-hmm. there. And I think Cameron, I, I don't know how much he values getting Felicia out. So she, I don't think she's going to change the game too much for him. But somebody like Nicole, someone like Blue, who he does see has some form of autonomy in the game, I think those are options for him. Is, uh, we could be surprised and he said, I want to get Corey out. So yeah. there's really no telling with this cast here, but I do think Sari has those health bars that there's a good amount of people between her. Jared could be in the line of fire, but I don't think Cameron's going to go after a guy. I think most of the guys are safe. I think he's going to go after a girl. So um, I'm going to say Nicole. That's what okay. I'm going to say. All right. Well, uh, that was the uh, non-spoiler version of our uh, predictions for anything that has happened after the uh, Thursday episode. You can follow us at various social media sites to find out more of what we're thinking. Yes, we're super active on a number of different social media platforms where we discuss Big Brother and other topics. On Twitter, I'm at the Obi Kabir. On Instagram, I'm at Obi Kabir. And on TikTok, I am at Basmati Boy. David is in many more places than me. And if anything, he is actually blowing up on all the social media platforms. So you need to track him down. And you can find him all of his accounts through his link tree at linktree slash David Bloomberg. Or you can find him on most text-based social media like Twitter and Blue Sky at, at David Bloomberg. Our video platforms like TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram is at David Bloomberg TV. And as we've said before, because Threads is linked to Instagram, he's also at David Bloomberg TV there as well. Yeah, I uh, on uh, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, I've been posting at least three videos per week, sometimes four or per day. Sorry, not per week, per day. Uh, sometimes four. I think I even had a day or two of five because there was just so much <laughs> to share. Uh, so. Uh, you know, and a lot of these are, uh, some of these are from the show. Some are from live feeds, things that have happened there. Some are just my thoughts, uh, with, uh, some music behind them that, you know, like, uh, there was, there was one, uh, a, a text one, uh, cause TikTok now does a, a text-based videos too. And there was one about Jag, uh, and the music I used, uh, Michael Jackson's I'm bad as the music. <laughs> Uh, behind it uh, because Jag at the time was setting himself up perfectly to get evicted. Now, turned out not to, but doesn't change what was going on. Uh, so, yeah, definitely, uh, as we said, follow me there. And of course, as Survivor is getting ready to start, we will, you know, I will be picking up those as well. And as we wrap up, I want to encourage people to check out our RHAP patron program at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. Rob has so many patron-only podcasts for Big Brother that I've truly lost count. So jump on board and support shows like ours and everything on the network by becoming a patron at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. Yes, it is truly amusing to see uh, Rob explaining Big Brother to Shannon, uh, you know, in the recap. And Shannon, like having, I mean, this week is going to be hysterical because it's all Humiliverse and, you know, like explaining to Shannon. Yes, there was a, an HOH competition where they had to count the farts, you know, and so and it's just going to go from there. So, yeah. Uh, and again, you can only get that as a patron. Uh, you should also make sure you subscribe to all of the regular RHAP podcasts by going to our YX Lost feed or subscribe directly to the Big Brother feed at robheadswebsite.com slash bigbrother. You'll find a ton of great content like the daily live feed updates, the stock watch, and more. And, of course, as Survivor is coming, if you if you subscribe to the reality TV wrap-ups uh, or the Survivor page also, you'll be getting all of that as well. 
And finally, we want to thank Scott St. Pierre and the whole RJP and Reality TV wrap-ups behind the scenes team for all the work they do, editing and posting and everything else. We really appreciate everything you do to get our voices from our microphones to your ears. More than anything, thank you for everyone watching, listening. We really appreciate it week in and week out. We're getting some crazy weeks coming ahead of us. I think it's going to be incredibly interesting. So please, please, please let us know your thoughts in our comments, whether it's on our social media. We love commenting and talking to you all about all of this. So let us know what you think should be Cameron's best move. And if you think this week was the best move to get out of red, because I want to know if you disagree or agree with our rules. Yep. Yep. Uh, so yes, thank you everyone. Uh, thanks to you, Ovi for uh, coming to us from your secret location, which I guess you divulged at the beginning. Uh, on 18. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, next week we will be coming to you again. And then that's also for me when Survivor will start in earnest with a, uh, a preview podcast at that point. But for now, we will see everyone in a week. Bye. This is why Blank lost. And this is why Blank lost. Oh, baby, this is why Blank lost. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.